Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down. Tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. So uh, Hunter Biden is going to appear before the House Oversight Committee on December 13th. Nice Christmas gift for him. James Biden, the president's brother, on December 6th. And a guy named Rob Walker on November 29th. Walker is a business associate of the Bidens. Now, to me, I would take the fifth. Okay, if I'm under Biden walking in, because if you lie, all right, that's a felony. But I guess, I don't know. I can't imagine them testifying, but we will see. Uh, Joining us now is a a woman who's following this very closely for the Washington Examiner. Her name is Kaylee McGee White, coming to us from Washington, D.C. She uh, runs the Restoring America um, branch of the uh, Washington Examiner. So um, what are the odds they take the fifth, Miss White? I think pretty high because, as you say, it would be a felony if they're found perjuring themselves before Congress. And they're going to be asked some really pointed questions that the Republicans have been longing to ask for several months now, which is, What services did you provide to these foreign businesses in order to justify earning hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time? And again, House Republicans have tracked down the money trail in regards to this. They have bank documents proving that Hunter Biden specifically earned a $400,000 check from a Chinese energy company. 
But again, it is not clear what service he provided in order to earn that. So how does Hunter Biden answer that question without either perjuring her, himself or exposing that this was part of a larger Biden family influence peddling scheme? All right. But if he takes a fifth, then it's all moot because no, you're not going to get any answers. You could ask the question all day long. But Americans who follow this kind of a thing, and I would say I put that number at about 40 percent, 60 don't care or too lazy to follow it. They're not going to you're not going to be able to advance the story other than making the Jim and Hunter Biden look foolish. Correct. Correct. But I mean, I think that what you said at the beginning of the, of the program is correct. Biden's not going to be impeached. The House is not going to vote to impeach Joe Biden. The Senate certainly would not vote to convict him. So the reason that House Republicans are pursuing this investigation as they are is really, I believe, it's to help Republicans' chances in the 2024 election and also to give the public the information that they were deprived of back in 2020 when the media launched a concerted effort to squash any reports about Hunter Biden's business dealings and Joe Biden's alleged involvement. Um, but I, again, I don't think that House Republicans would ever vote to impeach Biden. Why, I don't think I, that I, why would they not? Because more information is going to be coming out about Joe Biden. And already we know that he received a $200,000 check from his brother, uh, Jim. And now they say it was a repay of a loan, but they can't back up when the original loan was. I don't know about that. I think that they may go for an impeachment vote. Um, might not get it, but you say they're going to err on the side of caution. If they don't think they have the votes, they won't put it up, right? Right. They're not going to put up an impeachment and embarrass themselves by not getting unified support from their own caucus. Right. And again, this is a Republican problem. They should vote to impeach Joe Biden because it's very clear that he was involved in some way. But Republicans can't even gather together to choose who they're going to have as speaker. OK, We're, and you, you think that they're going to be unified in order to impeach the president? Uh, no, of the United I, I, it'd be hard to think of any Republican sitting in the House right now that would vote not to impeach Biden. When all of them are up next November, that would almost be like ending their career, would it not? Well, I think that it depends on how you view the impeachment process. In many of these swing states, impeachments of any president in the past, including the impeachments of President Trump, were politically unpopular among voters because voters don't tend to like yeah. divisive actions. So if Republicans view this as a liability moving into their tough elections, they're going to vote with the Democrats. Well, it's a good point. Um, they, they might chicken out because of uh, selfish reasons. Based, last question for you. Based upon what you know, and you know a lot, do you believe that Joe Biden as vice president and then after he left that office, was totally aware of this big grift of, of $20 million coming in based on his name. Do you, uh, Kaylee McGee White, believe that as an American? Yeah, I believe that he was aware of it the entire time. You don't set up 20 shell companies. You don't use dozens of anonymous pseudonym email accounts to correspond with your son for any purpose but nefarious activity. There was a very concerted effort by Joe Biden himself to cover up what he was discussing with Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's business partners. So the idea that he was not aware where this money was coming from or what his son was doing in order to make it is ridiculous. 
Do you think that he derived money from the grift, that he actually, he and Jill benefited financially from that? Yeah, I do. Again, the $400,000 check that Hunter Biden received from CEFC, which is the Chinese energy company, um, Joe Biden ended up getting $40,000 in the form of a check from James and Sarah Biden. Now, we know from one of Hunter Biden's past business associates that in that energy deal, it was promised that there would be a 10% cut for the big guy, which many believe to be Joe Biden. 40,000 is 10% of 400,000. Yep. I, I see it impractical that he would not have personally benefited from this. Now, the circumstantial evidence is overwhelming. There's no, there's no, you can't say it isn't. But two things are going to happen. Number one, the corporate media is going to ignore this story almost entirely, no matter what it is, unless there's a criminal indictment against uh, Joe Biden on this issue. And number two, they're going to ratchet up the Trump is Hitler stuff, which you're, you're hearing about it now almost every day. Trump is Hitler, um, hoping that, you know, that will diminish any kind of um, grift that Joe Biden took place in. Last word. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. The media is not going to cover this. They're going to continue to go after Trump. But also you're going to hear more comments like the one that we heard from Governor Gavin Newsom a few weeks ago when he was asked about this scandal. He said, well, I hardly think that influence peddling is that unique in Washington. And that was meant to excuse or justify the Biden sure. family profiting from Biden's influence. So yeah. this is the excuse that they're running with now. Okay. We appreciate it. And Ms. White, thank you for taking the time to help us out. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. 
That's policygenius.com. So I wanted to uh, get the best expert, as I always do uh, for you guys, to talk about um, President Biden's foreign policy outlook. And the best guy in a country, in my opinion, humble opinion, is a former senator from Connecticut, Joseph Lieberman. He's not an ideologue, got tons of experience in the Middle East. He knows China very well. Senator, thanks for uh, helping us out here. Um, What I want to know first is overall, Israel Hamas, is the Biden administration handling it well? What grade would you give them? Yeah, hey, hey, Bill, great to be with you, and thanks for your kind words uh, and introduction. So um, I guess I'd give them a a B plus. Uh, Both, uh, these are two real challenges to our security, American to world security, and to our values, the Hamas uh, attack on the Israelis, which is really Iran that hates us and hates Israel and really hates the Arab countries as well. And of course, uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Um, So I would say President Biden's administration have taken a strong position supporting both the Ukrainians and the Israelis. Why is it B plus? I think with the Ukrainians, we could have given them some uh, better military systems sooner. Um, With uh, the the current situation in the Middle East, Um, of course, everybody, nobody likes to see innocent civilians uh, in uh, Gaza uh, being hurt or killed as a result of the Israeli uh, uh, effort to destroy Hamas. But but that's Hamas's fault. And I I, I just don't think we should pressure our allies in Israel to cease fire or stop the fight. So um, maybe there could be a little less of that from the administration. But overall, the president's uh, restated American leadership in the world. And and that's important. And not everybody on Capitol Hill agrees with that. So it's doubly important. Okay. Were you surprised at all of the demonstrations, particularly at the universities, against the state of Israel? Did that surprise you? Yeah, it's not just the demonstrations, because maybe you could figure that because there's such a, a leftist influence on college campuses, but the the size and the intensity of it and the terrible hatred, not just sort of um, anti-Israel, but in some cases pretty clearly anti-Semitic, and to a certain extent anti-American. It makes me think that some radical left-wing groups infiltrated those pro-Palestinian uh, demonstrations with tearing down American flags, you know, and and uh, burning and, and, and whacking not only Netanyahu, but Biden, uh, as if they were pinatas. That, that's awful stuff, and, and and it doesn't speak for the American people, but but it but it sends out a terrible message from American college campuses. Yeah, and you got Harvard, MIT, and the top schools in the country basically justifying it by not taking any action against the anti-Semites and the destructive people. They basically let it go. And did that surprise you? Well, it, it, it did, but frankly, not as much because I've, I've watched that happen on college campuses. The, too many of the administrators try to please everybody. And you know, uh, a university is supposed to be a place of truth where you teach truth and learn truth. And in, in these cases, you just can't please everybody. Some people are just plain wrong. And, and a president of a university should say that. If demonstrators are anti-Semitic, the president shouldn't feel like, oh, they, they're going to make a wishy-washy statement. Everybody 
has a point here. No, not everybody does have a point. That's true. And I and, um, wish to um, it's your crew, not you, but you are <laughs> ended your political career as an independent, but the Democratic Party, right. my God. Now, I set uh, this segment up by saying that the Xi-Biden meeting is important for everybody in the world. You want to drop tensions with China if you can. But I don't believe Joe Biden is in charge of this. I see it's Jake Sullivan and it's uh, the Secretary of State Blinken. They'll be sitting next to Biden. They're pretty much calling the shots. You know the inside. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, Biden is the president, so it's up to him to assert the authority of the commander in chief. But there's no question that Jake Sullivan and Blinken are important to him. Look, I think the important thing in these meetings tomorrow between Biden and Xi is that we're coming in on a position of strength. And I hope President Biden understands that and reflects that at the table, which is to say our economy is in so much better shape than the Chinese economy. They're, they're hurting of their own economic uh, maladministration. But, but we're also hurting them with our sanctions, and they're going to need some help. And it's an opportunity not to rub Xi's face in it, but uh, uh, to, to reach some agreements. You know, there, there are competitors. There are challengers. They have a whole way of life and way of government that's totally different from ours. But the key here is uh, we don't want to get in a war with them. We don't even want to get in a cold war with them. And it would be great if we can come out with some agreements uh, from this meeting in San Francisco, maybe the beginning of looking at some of the tariffs to see which ones are hurt both countries and they, they take them off. But I'd like to see the Chinese admit that they have a role to play in cutting down the movement of fentanyl in our country. Yeah, that's um, which, yep. which, which they do. And look, long term, um, this takes me back to 1972, Nixon, Kissinger, when one of their main motivations for opening up relations with China was to separate China from Russia. And here again today, uh, China gives a lot more heft to Russia, Iran, and North Korea than those devils deserve. And we got to convince them that it'd be a lot better yeah, for back them. If off, back off from uh, that, right. It's amazing how history does repeat itself. Hey, Senator, it always is. a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for taking the time, and I hope we can do it again soon. Thank you. Me too, Bill. Have a great day. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Um, one person who's been following all of this, the media, the situation in Gaza and all of that, is uh, our pal Bernie Goldberg. Um, he um, obviously, as a Jewish American, has a very high interest in what's happening. And he's also, I think, one of the best media experts in the country. So Goldberg runs BernardGoldberg.com. And the reason that everybody should go there every day is very simple. It's BernardGoldberg.com. The more you go to Goldberg's website, the less he's out of the house. You want to keep him contained in the house. And he joins us now from Florida. Okay. That was a good one. That was I good. Always, I, I always work on the leads. Always work on the leads. All right. Middle East reporting first. Go. Let me make two broad points. The first one is, in the world of journalism, as you very well know, Bill, if it happened yesterday, it's old news. If it happened last month, it's ancient history. So nobody's talking in the media. Nobody's talking about October 7th anymore. Now the story is about Israel's supposed war crimes. And that's exactly the story Hamas laid out. Here's, here's how it starts out. What, did, what was their goal on October 7th, besides to kill as many Jews as possible? They wanted retaliation. They wanted massive, deadly retaliation. And they wanted, trust me on this, they wanted as many dead civilians as possible because they knew once the world saw that, once the world saw images of bodies being carried through the streets of Gaza, sympathy for Israel would dissipate Israel would become the bad guys and the Palestinians and even Hamas, even Hamas would become the victims. If this were a movie, Bill, instead of a real life war story, the writer, the producer, the director would all come from the ranks of Hamas because they saw this coming. They wrote the screenplay and the people who are carrying it out for them are journalists. One final point. Journalists overwhelmingly, again, you know this, Bill, are liberal. The younger ones are progressive. They sympathize with the so-called underdog. They think people of color are victims. Israelis are white people. So the coverage is going to tilt even in that direction against Israel. Okay. Um, Does that make sense? It makes sense. Uh, there is, though, uh, look, if you go and you look at the coverage in Europe, it's different, far different, particularly in Great Britain, than it is here. It's worse. So here, here there's a civil war about covering Gaza. And it has to do with the Democratic Party. 
So the Democratic Party is split about who the villain is. And now there's confusion on the part of the media, which almost 90% of it are Democrats, and they want to prop the party up. But when the Democratic Party is split, there's confusion. How do you see well, that? Well, I think this is the biggest story that's not being covered. Franklin Roosevelt forged a liberal coalition about almost 100 years ago. Blacks, Jews, young people, progressives, liberals, that coalition is falling apart. You know, a New York Times poll came out recently, and I'm sure your audience is aware of one of the statistics that Donald Trump leads Joe Biden in five of six key battleground states. That's very important. Understandably, it's got a lot of coverage. But another number, 22% of black people in those battleground states say they would support Donald Trump over Joe Biden. If, if 22%, if that number holds up, Joe Biden is gonna have a tough time winning election. If you add that to the ones, the young people, the progressive people, the Jewish voters who are reliably democratic, then that means that coalition is cracking. It's bad news not only for Joe Biden, that's the least of it. It's bad news for the Democratic Party going forward. They would have a very tough time winning the White House for years and years to come if that coalition cracked. And it's showing big signs of cracking right now. But I don't know if that's Gaza generated. I think that's economics that uh, African-Americans are really suffering. Yes, yeah, yes, but but the, the young people, the progressive people, the Muslim voters in Michigan, which is a key battleground state, that's Gaza-related. Okay, um, and final topic for you is the leadership at America's universities. So we are seeing now in Cornell, Columbia, Yale, Harvard, MIT, I could go on and on, the top universities in the country, no leadership at all on the college campuses. They let these anti-Semites run wild. Yet, if you were a MAGA person uh, and you had a I love Trump thing, you'd be in serious jeopardy on those campuses. You're, you're and the absolutely. presidents would not defend your right to do anything. You're now, absolutely right. hundred so percent. How do you read that? I mean, how did that happen? Well, I can't top what you just said. You just nailed it. Let me add a few layers to it. Let's say students on those campuses weren't supporting the destruction of Israel, supporting Hamas in effect, but they said they wanted a rally in favor of the cop who killed George Floyd. Do we think university presidents would simply say, well, it's a free speech issue and pretty much leave it at that? What if Jewish students on a college campus got together and rallied and said, Palestinians don't have a right to exist, which is what the other side is saying about Israelis? Do you think university presidents would simply say, eh, we believe in free speech, we can't get involved in that? So my question is, Oh, by the way, we know what they'd say. They'd say, shut it down, it's hate speech, it's not gonna be allowed. So my question, Bill, is why are Jews different? Why is it okay to put Jews in the crosshairs? Why is it okay for Jews 
to be intimidated and pushed around on campus? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know before this conflict between Israel and Hamas, that all of the schools that I mentioned, their presidents would have gone out of their way to praise Jewish groups because they're big fundraisers, right? Uh, a lot of Jewish alumni in all of those schools, and they would never have offended the Jewish people. But now they have taken uh, a 10 steps back and say, no, 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 it's not our responsibility to uh, have fairness on the campus. Because so we're gonna they're let, Yeah, we're going to let the radicals run wild, but the traditional people, you got to shut up. Go ahead. Because, because they're afraid of the radicals. They are literally afraid yes. of what the radicals might do on campus. But let me make one other point. I'm pretty much a purist for free speech. I know this is going to sound controversial, but I'm not against nasty speech. I'm against it personally, but I don't want people banning nasty speech or even hateful speech. You know what I'm against? I'm against cowardly, pathetic university presidents and other administrators who don't have the guts to say, we're going to let you speak. We're going to let you speak. But what you're saying is hateful and we despise what you're saying and you should be ashamed of it. At least say that much. Right. And At I, least provide you know, some context um, <laughs> for a point of view that is based on facts and history. All right. The website again is Bernard Goldberg, one word. Dot com. Let's keep Bernie contained inside so everybody go there. And, uh, you know, always good to see you, Bernie. We'll have you on uh, in a few weeks, okay? Good. Thanks, Bill. All right. Cheers. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. 
Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. Okay, joining us now from Northern Virginia is the legendary Newt Gingrich, Speaker of the House from 1995 to 98. Got a new book out, and you uh, would be wise to check this book out. It plays right into what I was talking about, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. Book's doing very well. You can get it everywhere, Amazon and all bookstores. And it's a pleasure to have you back. Newt Gingrich. So in my monologue, did anything stick out? You want to scold me? Did I do anything uh, precarious? Uh, first of all, I, I love your pride in, in your son and your commitment to his presidential race. Uh, and I thought and I'll remember that the rest of my life. I thought it was just great. And I think it was great that, uh, you know, the, the three of you, Sotomayor, Sotomayor uh, could have that kind of a moment. I mean, we need a lot more of America talking with itself rather than yelling at each other. I, I thought it was a great story. I liked, I liked your opening. Thank you. Um, I agree with you on Ukraine. Uh, if the Russians continue to get a bloody nose and can't win, that sends a pretty powerful signal to China that they are faced with uh, uh, Taiwan could be comparable in getting them bogged down. If we collapse and have lacked the nerve, then I think that could send a signal to China, to China that it's okay to invade uh, Taiwan. Uh, the other thing I would say is that the, the grave danger of uh, Biden signing a deal with the Iranians, <clears throat> I think, again, is in that same zone of uh, things that could be really bad. Uh, you pointed out that, the, uh, that, that Biden is signing this giveaway, uh, which, which I, th I think it's a, it's a fascinating case study. I mean, you know, there are an amazing number of Americans who didn't go to a four-year college, don't owe student debt. They're out there, uh, they're a farmer trying to pay off their tractor. They're a, a plumber trying to pay off their, their, their truck. They're a waitress going to work every day trying to earn money for their family. They're now going to pay taxes to pay off the debt for somebody who's going to have a much higher income than they do. Uh, this is an inflationary step. Uh, it is a step which adds to our total national deficit. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a giveaway. We're simply transferring the burden from the people who got the advantage by going to school to everybody in the whole country as taxpayers. Uh, but it fits where the Democrats are right now. They, they are the party of big government socialism. They are committed to making all of us dependent on government. And if they had their way, government would run everything in our lives. Uh, and I think that we need to recognize how how sincere they are, how real this is. These people are not doing things because they're incompetent. They're doing things because they really believe in them. Well, I don't know how much Joe Biden knows of what he's doing or the big picture. You obviously uh, worked with a number of presidents. You know them personally. And you, know, you and Bill Clinton had a fairly uh, respectful relationship. And that was one of the models that I used. I had a respectful relationship with Barack Obama. I have with uh, most not Nancy Pelosi. I think she's a destructive force in this country, and I, I could never reach detente with her. But with most on the left, I, we have a respectful discourse. However, I think Biden is diminished, and I don't think he really understands 
uh, the unintended consequences of what he does. He couldn't possibly have an open border. Yet uh, he's being used and manipulated by the progressive left. Do you agree with that? Yeah, look, I think Biden basically is an old time ward politician who at a very young age won a Senate seat in a small state, managed to keep getting reelected. Uh, I, I used to work with Biden. I don't think he's all that smart. Uh, but, you know, he's persistent. He's been out there a long time. I doubt very much if he knows much of what's going on or much of, of the ramifications of what's going on. He has surrounded himself with very left-wing and radical people. Uh, <clears throat> I think they basically run the place. Uh, I don't think anybody seriously believes Joe Biden runs the place. And I think that uh, when you watch him in public, you realize this, this is a very limited person. Uh, and he's doing the things almost overwhelmingly that the left wants. Uh, now, you so, and Biden uh, are just about the same age. I want to point that out because, I mean, right. you know, you're, you're pretty much on it and he can't get three sentences out. Um, before we get into the media <laughs> and their alliance, which you talked about on cable, I saw you, I think it was last week. Before we get to that, Jill Biden is like Nancy Reagan in the sense that she's a gatekeeper. Jill Biden a radical leftist, in your opinion? I, I have no way of knowing, to be honest. Um, I, I'm assuming that they probably they probably died deep down. They've 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 drunk the Kool Aid. They've accept they have a worldview now. They're surrounded by people who are radicals, and they have a worldview where it all makes sense to them. I mean, I can't understand otherwise why it's as bad. I I don't think they're bad because of incompetence. I think they're bad because they really believe this stuff, but and they're really, you know, you? I don't think two million people came in in the country illegally because of incompetence. They want how, open borders. But how could you believe it? So you are converted. Uh, you converted to Catholicism, right? Yeah. So Joe Biden makes a big deal about his Catholicism. And then he goes out and he's the most radical president as far as accessibility to abortion and public funding of that of any president in the history of the United States by far. OK, so that doesn't make any sense at all. And he's got to know that his advocacy for abortion costs the lives of millions of unborn children. He's got to know that. Second thing is violent crime. He used to be, when you were speaker, the toughest SOB in the Democratic Party. Put him away, lock him up, put him away. Now he doesn't want to put anybody away. He loves these radical left DAs. How can you, you know, how can a human being change that much? I know modification, I, I, all right, but abandoning all your principles, how does that happen? Well, you know, when, when uh, Henry of Navarre decided to end the French war of religion. He converted to being Catholic. And his line was that Paris was worth a mass. I think Biden decided that being a radical was the price of being president, so he'd be a radical. And I think from that point on, he has been faithful to the left, done to surround himself with left wing. I mean, look at some of the people they appoint in this administration. I mean, they're, they're people you couldn't have dreamed of 10 years ago ending up in public life. Uh, look at the values of some of these people. And, and, but that's where the Democratic Party is now. I mean, you go around the country, you know, how do they get so many votes in the House and Senate? Because they're a machine. And if you're not going to be part of the machine, as, as a moderate Democrat congressman found out in Oregon, you're going to get beat in the primary. Yeah, you're not going to get uh, any money. I think, yeah. Right. No. So you, you got to go along with it or you're earning out. Now, part of the machine, a big part of it, is the corporate media. 
And the corporate media has now forged an alliance because, look, if you were just going by inflation, economy, open border, uh, rise of violent crime, uh, collapse of the U.S. airline industry, I mean, across the board, things are worse now than they were when Trump was the president. There's no, you can't argue it. It's insane. However, according to Real Clear and the generic vote, half of the country says, you know, I'd still rather vote for this unbelievable incompetence and dangerous policy than vote for Republicans. Doesn't make any sense. Well, I'd look, we may, I'll be curious to see your reaction to this, but I've, I've talked to a number of my friends who are pretty sophisticated pollsters. Almost all the polls the real clear politics is getting are junk. They oversample Democrats. They oversample people who aren't going to vote. Uh, they're consistently wrong. We, I, I wrote a newsletter recently at Gingrich 360 where I outlined that every, the August of every election year, we go through the same cycle. Uh, they print phony polls. They try to depress us. Uh, people, for example, at Trafalgar, which is very accurate, or Scott Rasmussen. Uh, Rasmussen has us plus five on the generic. Uh, I think Trafalgar basically agrees with that. Uh, in, insider Advantage, uh, Matt Towery basically agrees with that. So what, what part, part of what you're getting here is just pure propaganda. 70% uh, of the country is unhappy with Biden economically. Uh, over 73 out of four Americans believe we're on the wrong track. When you look at the undecided voters, they're overwhelmingly anti-Biden. Uh, they haven't yet decided they're going to vote Republican, but they're overwhelmingly anti-Biden. And you look at their internal views, uh, they're almost certainly going to break through, probably three to one for Republicans. All so, right. So as it stands uh, I actually now, think we're pretty good shape. I agree with your analysis. We here at BillOReilly.com follow Trafalgar and Rasmus because they're the most accurate. They have been. They right. have a track record. The others are ridiculous. So if you, well, here you are. Right now, August 24th, uh, you say Republicans win the House by a lot? Yeah. I, I, there's an outside possibility that Kevin McCarthy will become Speaker with the largest Republican majority since 1920, uh, partly because they're so much stronger. I mean, remember, there are only four seats out of control right now. Uh, when, when we had to put together a majority in 1994, we had, we had to pick up about 30 or 35 seats just to get to the majority. He's got to pick up four. So I, th I think they will get probably minimum 25, maximum 70. Uh, and you, and wow. you won't know until late October because these kind of landslides, I mean, I worked with Reagan and his people on the 1980 campaign, which turned into a landslide. I worked, as you know, in the 1994 contract with America campaign, which turned into a landslide. You don't, on these kind of landslides, you don't really quite know district by district, although I have to say Joe Gaylord, who was my partner, in 19, on September 17th, 1994, was off by one seat. He took us through the whole country, district by district. He missed one seat. He, we, did, we didn't count on beating Rostenkowski, uh, the right. chairman so of Ways and Means in downtown Chicago. Maybe a historic landslide in the House. Now, the Senate, more problematic. How do you see that? Plus four or plus seven. That I, I just spent an hour and a half yesterday at the senatorial committee going through every single seat in the country. Uh, and I think we're very competitive everywhere. And again, it's the same phenomena. When you look at uh, Trafalgar's numbers for Ohio, for example, J.D. Vance is comfortably ahead. 
when you look at the numbers in Pennsylvania, it's a very close race. You look at the numbers in Georgia, it's a very close race. Now, when you get the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's public poll uh, designed to depress Republicans, uh, then, then Herschel Walker has a bigger problem. But I, I remember uh, in 1990, the liberal Detroit newspaper on the Saturday before the election had John Engler losing by 19 points against the incumbent governor. And on Tuesday, he won. Now, he didn't make up 19 points over, over the weekend. The, the poll was just a lie. It was false. And we see this all the time. If you're a conservative, you have to assume that most of the news media is propaganda, and you can't allow it to, to demoralize you. Yeah, and, it's the and independence frankly, that they're after. Uh, that's why they're doing this Trump, uh, you know, sure. scandal of the day and, and all that. Final question. Uh, your book, I, as I said in the beginning, Defeating Big Government Socialism, it's an important book for people who want the best for their country to read on both sides, I think. Um, what is the main takeaway that you want the reader to learn from the book? Well, I, I hope they will learn that the things that are causing us pain, whether it's high gasoline prices, high food prices, uh, rising murder rates, you name it, are not incompetence. They are a value system of big government uh, socialism uh, and that we can't just beat individuals, we have to defeat the ideas. And it's really based in part on, on Margaret Thatcher, who set out in 1975, uh, when she became the conservative leader, <clears throat> she set out to destroy socialism. And by the time she was done, no openly left-wing leader has been prime minister of Great Britain in 40 years. I think we have to do the same thing. We have to get across the idea. It's not just these people aren't incompetent. They believe in a system that doesn't work, that's going to bankrupt the country, it's going to leave us with children who are uneducated, a defense system that can't protect us, and criminals dominating our streets. And it's because they really believe in this stuff. I know. It's, uh, hard, not, but it's hard to fathom, but I, I know you're right. Anyway, that was a good interview. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if people want to reach your enterprises, uh, give us the uh, web numbers and all that. Sure. They go to, Ging they go to Gingrich360.com. But I have to say, Bill, I always enjoy being with you. Um, you always shoot straight from the hip. You are not in any way particularly biased or intimidated. Uh, and I never quite know how you're going to start the evening. I'd, if you had said to me, oh, we're going to talk about being in, the, in a suite, talking to a Supreme Court justice while watching a baseball game, I don't think I would have bet on that. <laughs> I usually don't know until about 10 minutes before airtime. Anyway, it's good to see you. You're looking good. Great to be And I want to remind Thanks. everybody that Biden and Gingrich are pretty much the same age. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, good luck with it. And uh, I hope we can talk again soon, Mr. Speaker. Thank good. you very much. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to podcast. Politics by Faith.